The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. With us around the table, I'm pleased to say, is Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont, who's got things to say about getting back to the office and getting back to work. I want to hear what he has I'm to sure. say. I'm sure. Governor, good morning to you. That is a good day. We're not going to start there. Don't <laughs> worry about that. We're going to start here. There's this big story about people fleeing blue states and going to red states, and we know those red states. And you've got a different story to tell. You're saying it's different for Connecticut. Why is it different? Yeah, the Wall Street Journal keeps saying, boy, everybody's fleeing those uh, blue states. They're raising taxes. That's why they're all leaving. Just the opposite in Connecticut. We've had probably um, 50, 60, 70,000 people move into the state over the last few years. We did cut taxes. I think that's one of the reasons. But uh, also, uh, we kept things open during COVID. Our schools stayed open. People looked at our suburban lifestyle, saw our cities coming back. A lot of young people moving in the state. We want you. Come on back. You said last time you were at Bloomberg, if New York catches a, uh, a sneeze as we catch a cold in Connecticut. How are you dealing with the migrant crisis that we do see New York dealing with right now? Are you seeing an overflow into Connecticut? We're seeing some overflow. Certainly we're not um, being overrun like, um, unfortunately, I see what's happening in New York City. I talked to Eric. I talked to Kathy quite a bit. You know, we've got our folks standing by. We're getting, um, you know, motels and places, nursing homes that we had retrofitted during COVID to get people off the street. You know, we're ready, but still, thankfully, uh, we've got things able to take care of people. Do you need more support from the federal government? I do. I mean, I, I agree with the Democratic governor, say we need more support from the federal government. I think especially true here in New York City. But also, we got to secure the border. We got to be a lot stricter on the border. Um, you've got to do both. We've been hearing from this administration about what they can do going it alone. President Biden has talked about possibly closing the border. Are you hoping he does that? I am. I am. Look, I call the Republicans bluff. Uh, you know, they're saying, President Biden, you're not willing to close the border. Give me the tools to do it, and I will do it. I, I can't figure out why they're pulling back now, saying it's not that much of an emergency. We'll wait till after the next election. I think that's the wrong move. Let's make the deal. You've managed to cut taxes, and you are in the black. New York is not, in large part because of this issue. I'm just wondering, at what point does it challenge your being in the black to be able to cut taxes and also deal with a, a pretty dramatic influx of new people? Look, my heart goes out to Eric Adams. I mean, this is costing the city, what, $4 billion plus per year right now? You know, at the same time, your capital gains revenue is going down, so it's hitting the city pretty hard. And to your point, you know, we cheer on New York City. We are part of the New York City ecosystem. Think, everybody thinks we're sort of frenemies and competitive. You do well, we do well. It's amazing to hear Democrats start to sound like Republicans on this issue. You and I talked about this before. Do you get the sense that Democrats have been robbed by reality on this issue, that we had this big, big issue down at the southern border for a long, long time. And yet here we are now. We need to confront it in blue states, New York, Connecticut and elsewhere. And all of a sudden it's a problem we need to fix. Why wasn't it a problem we need to fix before? And why have we been robbed by reality now? Yeah, mugged by reality. Um, I would 
British, I, I, forgive me. Helped <laughs> mugs, same thing. <laughs> same idea. <laughs> You're in New York. Well, I, I pull the lens back for just one second. We have the most successful economy on earth. People know it. That's why more people want to come to this uh, country Without than ever before. Without a doubt. But you're absolutely right. It only works if we secure our borders. Um, maybe Democrats were a little slow to get up to speed on this. Some of us, you know, from this part of the region, we weren't as hit as hard early on. I think we all know where we got to be now. That's why it's so important the Republicans don't pull back at this last moment. The ball's on the five-yard line. That's a football analogy. And, uh, <laughs> real football. And, real football. Uh, you want to go with that? Oh, Governor, I thought we were friends. Governor, I thought we were friends. Let's get it into the end zone just to keep you confused and uh, see if we can get this done. Then hold the president accountable. You got the tools to do it. How confused do you think the president is on this issue and how much distance is there between him and you? I don't think there's any distance right now. He's come out strong. He said, give me the tools. I will shut down the border to illegal immigration. He was very clear on that. Maybe you wish he was, he'd said that sooner. He's saying it now. The ball's in Congress's court. He's going to give him the tools to get the job done. But, Governor, was he clear on day one? On day one, he paused nearly all deportations. People say this was a signal to many countries that it is going to be easier to get into the United States now than it was under former President Trump. Was that a mistake? People have been trying to come through our border for years. I mean, under Trump, and remember during the midterms, he'd been there for two years. He kept talking about caravans of terrorists uh, coming up to our border. So it wasn't like uh, everything was uh, peaches and cream uh, six years ago, and then it changed. I think we're serious now. I think there should be strong bipartisan support. Our Senator Chris Murphy is uh, helping to lead those negotiations. Let's get it done, hopefully as soon as this weekend. I think the reason why we're all talking about immigration and migrants is because in our poll it's starting to show that that's becoming more of a top issue for voters in seven swing states which right now former president trump is leading biden how concerned are you about president biden being able to win re-election in november I think at the end of the day, uh, after we've exhausted all other alternatives, we go for the same course. I think that will be um, President Biden. But I think you're right. I think immigration is a very big issue. People think it's about age. I think he gets um, immigration right. Congress gives him the tools to get it right. Um, we're going to secure the border and people feel a lot better. What do you think of individuals like Representative Dean Phillips? He's not even saying so much that he's running to be president. He's running to give people an option. Should there be more options, given the fact that poll after poll continues to show that Americans think President Biden is too old? Dean who? Dean Phillips. <laughs> um, I know you know who that is. Yeah. I, I, that, that's if, fine. I think, I think like in a him. primary process, I think a lot of options are good. I like a lot of different voices. At some point, you've got to um, consolidate around who you think are the most reasonable choices who can get elected, decide who will make a difference on your behalf. Not to shift gears completely, but I do want to finish up on the work from home question. And I know, I know, okay, but this is actually really important to you because I imagine a lot of people working from home were able to move to Connecticut away from the city. And I'm just wondering, as people do go back to offices, do you think that that inward migration is going to slow? No, I think it's changed forever. I really do. Um, our, our rail service is such that we are picking up um, more people coming in and out of New York and Fairfield County. 
Fridays are empty. TGIF has a whole new meeting. Nobody goes. Thursday is now party night. You know it's Friday. Um, <laughs> except for you. Thanks. <laughs> God bless you. So uh, I think for Connecticut, that means a lot more people say, hey, I can have um, a lifestyle in Connecticut, really great schools, live in a home. If I have to go to New York City, great place to visit, wouldn't want to live there. They come in maybe uh, one or two days a week. And I think that's a lifestyle that works for people. I hope Kathy's not listening this morning. Hey, Kathy. <laughs> Governor, it's good to see you. As nice always, to see you guys. catch up. Thank you, buddy. Governor Ned Lamont there. Thank you, sir. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers, and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights, and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at CutterEconomicForum.com.